0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Good Life Radio Podcast. Broadcasting to you live from the greatest city in the world. 25th day of February, 2015. The phone number to join the fun. Six zero seven two zero three five three three zero. Please excuse the voice tonight. I was doing a bunch of cheering during the uh, Kentucky game. 28 and 0 Chase and Perfection. I haven't done a Kentucky show in a few weeks, definitely not since my pilgrimage down to the Commonwealth, the promised land. Before I introduce tonight's guest, just a quick recap of the overwhelming hospitality that the people of Kentucky gave to me. I flew down to Lexington. I got to meet and do two days of radio with my idol growing up, Cameron Mills. Some guy shows up at the studio and gave me a piece of the championship floor. Sean from Rafferty's, besides an amazing dinner, I hung out with him after the game, and he gave me a ball signed by the entire 96 team. Um, listened to Mike called in, gave me his, it was his wife's ticket to the game. His wife stayed home, and he took me to the game with him. And the thing that topped it all off was a private tour of Rupp Arena. Private tour, myself and the lieutenant I know down there from the Lexington Police Department, Rodney. Private tour of the locker rooms. I got to walk alone by myself on Rupp Arena's floor. I went to half court. I kissed the floor. Absolutely ridiculous. I had uh, tears in my eyes. So to all Big Blue Nation who reached out to me and was overwhelming with the love on Twitter and just, it's amazing what amazing people you guys are. And I can't wait to see you guys again. Um, I'm still shaking my head over it. It's it's beautiful. Now let's get right to tonight's show. Tonight's guest, 2009 Mr. Kentucky Basketball, member of the 2011-2012 National Championship team. He didn't do the typical one and done. He did the five and done. Privileged to have on my show, my man, John Hood. Let me get him on right now. Mr. John Hood, thank you for taking a few minutes out of your night to talk to me, brother. No problem. How are you tonight? Always good. A big win for us. I'm uh, always excited after a Kentucky win. How are you doing down there?
1: Uh, we're good. Just, I mean, watch the game. Just, uh 28-0. It was kind of, I don't know, it got a little close for me around the 14-minute mark. And then after, I mean, in the 13s, we started to pull away, and it started to turn into a dunk show. So, I mean, you start to watch a little little closer then.
0: Now, before we get to your time in Kentucky, let's just do a little talk on our number one ranked undefeated Wildcats. Right now, if there's any, let's find one. What's your biggest concern with this team? My, my concern is the board factor, how you knew they, the lead was cut to four tonight, cut to five, and yet we knew they were going to win. What is your biggest concern with this team right now?
1: And Just the lapse in in focus. I mean, some call it boredom, like you said. I mean, it could be that. I I call it lapse in focus. They do not focus and play the entire time, or they don't play the way that they're supposed to the entire time. Um, And the way that they're supposed to play is what we saw against Kansas early in the year, what we saw against UCLA, and then what we saw against Auburn in the last game before tonight. And that's what you want to see out of a championship team is just relentless domination and just destruction of every team that they play, and we haven't seen that but about three or four times this year.
0: And that's the one aspect that really scares me. The Cavs did it – I'm sorry, the Heat did it a few years ago with LeBron James and Wade. It's like they just wait around. We know we're going to go. But that scares me because I want them to have that killer instinct every game. I don't want them to be like, okay, we're in the first couple rounds of the tournament. We're going to walk our way to the Elite Eight. I don't want that. I want them to blow out – Stony Brook in the first round by forty. I want them to send a message, and then that's what I'm telling you that's what really scares me. That's the one aspect that's making me a little nervous with the season right now. You agree with
1: with i agree and and I understand, and I'm with you they need to blow out stony Brook by four. they need to block Stony Brook by forty, but the one that scares me is that second round the eight nine the eight nine matchup that they play that they'll have to play in the second round of the NCAA tournament, where you could see a a couple of years ago, well when I was in school, Northern Iowa beat Kansas. Mm-hmm. You, you, you could you could see that and a bunch of just a bunch of guys just sling threes from everywhere and got a bunch of big brutes down low and you, you never know. I mean, you don't come to play in the NCAA tournament, but you can go home first round. It doesn't matter who you are.
0: Now as a fan, I want them to run the table. I want them to go it. Do you think the undefeated season means as much to them as it needs to the fans, or is their eyes just on the prize March and April?
1: I think they are just one game at a time. Let's just beat everybody's brains in every time. Uh, Just one possession at a time, one play at a time. Uh, Just take it literally as cliche as it sounds, one game at a time, and that's the way they're going to win. That's the way they're going to win
0: the game if they take it one at a time. I'm glad you used the word cliché because this is my one cliché question I have to ask you. Every Kentucky fan, I'm in New York City, there's no other Kentucky fans up here, so I only get to talk to you guys about Kentucky. Do they need to lose a game? It means absolutely nothing. You hear, oh, they need to lose a game, so they know what it feels like. Does that even make sense? or Who cares? Run the table. Do you want them to lose a game or it doesn't even matter to their psyche?
1: Uh at this point I don't think it matters um the fear of losing a game and is is not what you want you don't want to fear losing a game you want to go to win every game and you want to play to win not play to lose um at this point in the season they don't need a loss they didn't need a loss the entire the entire year um, Alabama football nobody'll say oh we need to take this loss to western alabama just <laughs> would get no, you, you you want to steamroll everybody. You don't want to lose, and especially Kentucky fans don't want to lose ever. So,
0: Now, John, I'm an obsessive college basketball fan. Right now, I'm watching Virginia Tech beating Duke by eight or nine points. I watch all these top 25 teams. Wisconsin just lost. Uh, North Carolina lost. All these teams. Virginia looked great tonight. Listen, They won by 35 or 40. And I don't want to sound like one of those overconfident, cocky Kentucky fans, but I'm truly stumped. I don't and I don't want to sound sound ignorant, but I don't see a team that can truly match up with us. Not even when we're clicking on all cylinders, because you'll see a team like Virginia, they're going six or seven deep. I feel like we can just wear them out. Can you see any team and I know on any day anyone can beat anybody, can you see any team truly near our level that can truly give us a, a game in a tournament?
1: Uh, I mean a bunch of people are saying Gonzaga. I don't I don't see mm-hmm. Gonzaga. They play they play that slow it down style. Um, they don't have athletes at every position. They do have the best point guard in the country and Kevin Pangos and, and one mm-hmm. of the best power forwards and, and my buddy Kyle Wilger who transferred away yeah. from here. <laughs> um, I mean you, you see Arizona could match up with us just I mean, but they're again you you worry about wearing them out. Um, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's the one that they're a veteran team. Shooters galore, especially when they get Jackson back. When they get their point guard, mm-hmm. that left hand, that left hand kind of light scan point guard they have. He's he's hurt right now, or last I saw. So Bronson Koenig's playing and starting and doing a great job. But I mean, they, they've got leaders. I mean, they're, they're a veteran team. Kaminsky's probably Kaminsky should win the National Player of the Players, Year the yeah. wooden award. Uh, that that's the that's the one team that would worry me. Duke, uh, the the guys the guys on the on this team would get up for that Duke game more. That would be Kentucky Super Bowl is to beat Duke if we were to play him in say the Final Four because that's the only place we would play.
0: Now, I'm talking John Hood phone number to call in six zero seven two zero three five three three zero. Tonight's game it was a boring game like I said. We knew it, once the game got to four, Kolstad gets a dunk then uh, Call Towns throws it down. Is it hard to get up every game now? Like Arkansas beat us twice last year, I believe, so that's going to be a revenge game. Is it hard to get up? Now, this is every team's Super Bowl. They play Kentucky. It's the Super Bowl. Is it hard for these kids to get up every single game?
1: It is, but like I said, the, prof- the not the professional teams, the veteran teams and the championship teams and the great teams like the team... The team that cameron that Cameron was on in ninety six that team had the killer instinct twenty four seven and it did not matter who they were playing when they were playing i I think they derek Anderson i was on the show a while back i think he, he said they put up like eighty something points on on l s u and a half I,
0: you it, it,
1: that that's absurd but
0: it, it's it's ugly that, i what throw, you it's funny because I had Derek Anderson on twice my show. And we were talking about, because I was comparing, this is um, the kid Gilcrest Anthony Davis team t- to that team. And I said, oh, they could have beat you. He goes, we dropped 80 in the first half because we wanted to. And that was a killer and you said it perfectly. He said the same story to me. He goes, we dropped 80 whenever we wanted to on teams.
1: Well, yeah, but they only dropped 80 and a half on one team. and That was an LSU <laughs> team that, that, if I remember right, was not as good, did not have the national player of the year, the so. <laughs> Freshman of the year and the defensive player in the year, as well as the number one and number two draft picks. So I don't. <laughs> DA, da gets a little, 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 little talkative when he compares teams. Uh, uh, that that 2012 team would give the 96 team a run for their money, but I think Cameron comes off the bench and maybe hits a three, put it away. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Of course he does. Now let's let's get to the personal life of God, of John Hood. Your 2009 Mister Kentucky Basketball. What other schools heavily recruited you, and did any of the schools have a legit chance to sign you? Uh,
1: I was kind of a, a stowaway commit to Tennessee for about a week. Okay. Um, and then kind of cooler heads prevailed, and kind of, you, you kind of knew something was going to happen with Coach Pearl. I, I love Coach Pearl. We, we had a great relationship when I was getting recruited. and I mean, he's a great guy. You just you hate to see that that happen. He did it.
0: He had
1: he had the young kid over at the barbecue. That's another story for another time. Um, <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee, Georgia, Ole Miss, um, Indiana recruited me. Most of the schools in the SEC did. Uh, I mean, except for except for Florida, Mississippi State, and Auburn, and then a couple schools in the ACC. Uh, I, I took a visit to Duke, North Carolina. Um, Wake Forest, Georgia Tech,
0: and now besides Tennessee or Kentucky, did any of the teams have a legit chance of signing you? Did you really think one day going to sleep, I'm going to go to a different school?
1: Um, I, I contemplated going to Ole Miss because kind of the recruiting pitch that that Coach Kennedy threw to me was was they wanted to average a hundred points a game.
0: Which that is, is some sell- that's some crazy, selling point,
1: isn't it? That's 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 a great selling point because 'cause you're coming in and you're just coming into the game slinging threes is all you're doing.
0: <laughs> now, John, you're you part of Cal Parry's first recruiting class in Kentucky. How does Coach Cal Parry he's a legendary recruiter, as we all know. How does he recruit you? What does he do? How does he sell you? And what was your what made your decision for Kentucky? Did Cal Cal have anything to do with it? I'm always curious about his uh, – I was never recruited, so I'm curious how he recruits players down there.
1: Well, I I was recruited, and I signed under Coach Gillespie um, before Cal got here. Oh, wow, okay. And and Cal came in and, and kind of gave he, – he sat Daniel Orton and myself down, and we, he went over with us, all right, this is what it's going to be. All I can offer is a chance, but you will get better every day. And that's that's basically what it is. You promise the promise is to get better. And the way he recruits kids and the way he recruits young players is okay. You want to know how to get to the NBA? I put more people there than almost anybody else. So, I mean, I he'll say I coach there. I understand what they want. It's, it's something along those lines.
0: And you know, it's true. Like for people who haven't been down there, I was just in Rupp Arena. I- I don't know if you caught the beginning of it. I got a private tour of it. When you walk in, the first thing you see on to the right is every player that Coach Calipari coached in their NBA uniform. Well, it's not every
1: player that he coached because Tayshaun Prince is up there, Keith Bogans, Nazi Muhammad. Oh,
0: that's that's that every player
1: that's been in the league, yeah.
0: And, and so you see that as a recruit. That is just overwhelming. Like, wow, these guys are NBA stars, and they walk through here. It's Listen, if Kentucky gets you on a recruiting trip, it's hard to say no, especially with those facilities, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's really hard to say no. Um, Okafor from Duke and and, Ky- and Kyrie came over. Tyus Jones were all there. They I mean, all all the all the big name kids take take visits and just to kind of see everything. But they, I I, I have a feeling that everybody knows where they want to go before they make the visits.
0: Now. What are you up to now? I know you've played in Italy for a little bit. What is your future plans? Are you planning to play overseas again?
1: No, I I I played in Italy for a week and it was okay. it was one of the, it was one of those it was like a showcase. And it never really and nothing ever really came of it. Um I hit the game winner over there. I mean played well. Just no contract offer came out of came out of me going over there for that week. Uh I played up in Canada. I was going to play up in Canada. I went up for what was really a month and a half of a training camp, which was an entirely way too long of a training camp. Um, <laughs> I, went, I went up there, and it, it kind of fizzed out, and I figured out what it was going to be, and it wasn't what they said it was going to be. Um, I mean, they were paying very, very low, and I didn't, I didn't have really any place to play, so I understood that I needed to take the – the um, the pay cut and and go up there and play and when I got there it was oh we got nine guys living in a five bedroom house with one shower oh oh uh, I'm um, I'm I'm sorry buddy this this is not worth the <laughs> amount of money that you are paying me
0: so now what does the future hold for John do you want to be involved in coaching some aspect what do you want to do next in your life
1: um. My big thing is, is, is Cameron asks me all the time, why don't you do coaching? Why don't you do coaching? Well, I did I did basketball. I've played basketball my entire life, and I haven't been able to do one of the, my favorite things, which is hunt. I'm, okay. I'm a big hunter. I love it. And you can't hunt if you coach. That's, that's, just, that's just one of the things. So right now what I'm doing is I'm trying to – I'm not trying. I'm getting my real estate license. I should have it in the next couple of weeks, and I'll be uh, – selling Residential homes down here in, in Lexington.
0: Well, my goal is to retire up here and move down there so I can watch every Kentucky game. So I'll buy a house from you. Now, well, if,
1: the, if you ever if you ever decide that the NYPD is is way too dangerous for you and and you just <laughs> want to come down here to the, to the to the
0: Lexington Police Department, you let me know. I'll, I'll hook you up. <laughs> let me ask you this question. I know you, a lot of these questions you're going to get, but I'm always I'm always curious. I never got a chance to speak to you. Because Cal Parry is the, the greatest recruiting coach in probably my generation, you're in his first class, you're a freshman, and on your team is John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Daniel Orton, Eric Bledsoe. Did you ever have that crap moment like, I should have went to, like you said, Ole Miss, or what am I doing here? Because they all leave, and then they brought in you guys. I think they brought in the Brandon Knight crew. Did you ever sink in like, crap, I made the, not the wrong decision, but like, I should maybe maybe it a second guess.
1: No, I, I had no no second guesses at all because that first group that I came in with, I'm still very, very close with all of those guys. Uh, it's just, I mean, with John and DeMarcus especially and Daniel and I talk about once once every two or three weeks. And yeah, did, did you see what just happened
0: with Daniel, with Daniel it, yesterday? It, or it's today? funny you said that. When I saw this podcast, I'm like, you know what, I want to interview people. I always want to do it. So I wrote to randomly wrote to Daniel Orton, because he was the first person that popped him on my Twitter. He came on my show. So Daniel Orton was the first person I've ever interviewed on in my show. He was on He's like, an hour and a half. We were just talking, kicking it. And what he did, do you want to tell everybody what just happened in the Philippines? Because it's actually yeah, he it's was, he was what they did to him, yeah.
1: He was, on Manny pa- he was on Manny Pacquiao's professional team that Pacquiao owns. And apparently Pacquiao has a, a spot on the he, – he made himself a spot on the team. And Daniel said, "Okay, yeah, Pacquiao, Pacquiao, professional boxer, yeah, but Pacquiao, professional basketball player? Ah, uh, that's a joke." And they cut him.
0: They cut and they find so him. They, the PB, the PB yeah, find yeah, him yeah. and
1: they cut they him. They find him for like, six grand almost. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and now let me tell you this on um, a personal level. I went to the Philippines a couple of years ago. My best friend's Filipino. We went there, and Manny Pacquiao is—he's truly a god there. Like you think gita's a god up here or this one? He's a god, and I'm reading this story. Completely, my mind was blown. He he didn't say it maliciously. He said it more of an off cuff comment, like, "Hey, he's not that good of a best," and they find him and threw him out of the league. Basically, it's absolutely absurd. Have you had a chance to talk to him about it or no?
1: No, I haven't because I just saw it today. But back to what we were saying, I'm I'm good friends with all those guys. I I wouldn't change anything uh, for any, for any reason at all. It was one of the one of the, I mean. Best time of my life in those five years. Now
0: you were part of his first class. How is his coaching or his whole demeanor? Because it, it seems like he gets Kentucky. How has he changed the past five or six years since you've been there? Have you seen a big growth with Coach Cal Perry?
1: Um, what you see in Coach Cal is is some weight gain, just a little bit, <laughs> the stress and 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 you see some more white hairs. That's about all. <laughs>
0: now let me let me say this John Hood. describe to the audience. I'm one of these people i when I was on Cameron's show divorced Kentucky played a part of it. I missed my uncle's funeral' because the Kentucky games. Can you explain to the audience the obsession of the u k fans and how is it being a player in that atmosphere where you're you're kind of a god down there. You guys are idolized down there. Can you explain the obsession to the to my audience well Just you you the, you, you guys fans. are
1: nuts i mean you you're the first <laughs> one that I've ever heard of that that's got that had a you missed your uncle's funeral because of a U.K. game.
0: And the U.K.-Louisville Final Four, John.
1: Oh, okay, okay. That, that's, that still <laughs> does not matter. That does not matter. That's what DVR is for.
0: <laughs> I, I miss okay. it, and my my mom actually has my back during it because, and this is the truth, it was my dad's side of the family, and they're like, well, where's Mike? My mom's like, oh, oh okay. The, the Kentucky-Louisville games, oh, yeah. And the, and the truth I still ha- they they don't talk to me. I haven't spoken to them in years, they, and they really stopped talking to me over the game. And I, I try to explain the obsession of it. Now, how is it being a player in that atmosphere?
1: Well, at least we won. So I mean, but it <laughs> it it was a it's it's crazy. Like I said, I mean, you, what you need to come down for is is the madness camp out because that's when all the the really crazy Kentucky fans come out. And they're they're out, and they have you sign everything. It's and you get warmed if you go out, but that's the best way, and it's the most fun because if you go out, you get to play. You sit down, you chat with them, you play cornhole with them, and I mean, I've I've made a bunch of friends that over at the camp out that I, I still talk to now that I'm not playing anymore. Um, but I've had I've had people bring stuff up to me to sign that I mean they'll range from like. Uh, a baby's forehead to a toilet,
0: a toilet seat cover. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, growing well, up. Okay, I, I got one, yeah. I got
1: one more for you. There, this yes. guy had me sign. I, we did autog- I did an autograph signing up in up in Louisville, and this guy came by, and he had this UK logo tattooed on his leg, but then he had he had everybody, and he'd already had Kyle Macy, who was there. So will have you sign his leg, and then the next day he goes to his tattoo shop and gets no, you,
0: no, no. Get your,
1: like, autograph <laughs> tattooed on
0: his leg. <laughs> I love it. There's no fan like the Kentucky fans. I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm a you know, we have diehards. And I explained to Yankee fans, I said nothing compares to Kentucky fans. Now, Joe, were you a Kentucky fan growing up?
1: I was a Kentucky fan growing up. I was a I was a really big Jeff Shepard fan. I oh, I was gonna ask you, was he if he ever played growing up? Uh Jeff Shepherd, Tayshon Prince, Keith Bogan's, uh just I mean the later you go, Jeff was kind of the first year I really, really paid attention and really watched. Uh once I started getting recruited I, I kind of put the, my fandom on a back on the back burner. But
0: I, I, I always asked because I asked Cameron the same thing. You're a fan of the team. How do you just not gravitate and automatically go there? That's why I was curious if you had other offers because being a Kentucky fan, obviously you have to look out for your own well-being. Like, I love Kentucky, Big Blue Nation, the um, the fandom, I'm going to go there. But that's why I'm always curious if you were a fan and stuff. Now, describe to me your first moment walking onto Rupp for your first game.
1: Oh Well, the first game is one thing, but the, the Big Blue Madness the very first year is yeah, that's that's one that kind of hits everybody. Oh, this is this is the big time because you have you have about eighteen thousand because they mark some off for the entrance. Eighteen thousand fans screaming and yelling for a practice. It's 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 a it's a pickup game. It doesn't mean anything. That we don't even that we don't even play hard defense in.
0: <laughs> and that was uh, your welcome to the like, show moment.
1: Yeah, that's 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 like. That's like running out onto onto Yankee Stadium, onto uh
0: the field at Yankee Stadium for the first time.
1: It's like, oh wow, this is this is the big time.
0: I'm here. That's how you think it. Now I asked this question to everybody. Cameron told me this was the favorite question I've ever asked him. And you're you're gonna have a good answer to it. And I always try to see who has the best answer. So you played with so many Your list of players that you played with, you're going to be a trivia question one day of who played with all these number one picks. Right now, you and I go out. We're at the bar, and you want to impress somebody. You take out your phone. Who's the coolest person in your phone that would text you back? Because I have Scott Boris' phone number on my phone. He's never texted me back. He might have a restraining order against me because I text him so much. Who's the coolest person (laughs) in your phone? (laughs) No, serious. I got his phone number, and I just kept texting him. He never wrote back in. I tried to impress everybody. Right now, you take out your phone. Who can you text if you go out tonight, and they'll text you right back? Who's the coolest person in your phone right now? Well,
1: just because he's listening, I would say Johnny Pittman.
0: <laughs> besides the great Johnny Pittman, who else would be? The, the great,
1: besides the great Johnny Pittman, I would probably say. Uh, uh, it, it would depend on who was playing, though. On like, on. I mean, if you got you got west coast West Coast games. You got Demarcus. You have. Um, oh you have DeMarcus you had John Wall I tell you one one off basketball one it would probably be John it would, okay. it would probably be John but the one off basketball one that I have on my phone for just absolutely no reason that I've had in my phone since freshman year he came to a game was Ben Roethlisberger
0: see that's a great isn't that a great one to have that how'd you even meet him and how'd you get his phone number he he came to
1: he came back in the locker room after he came to a game my freshman year and was talking to was talking to Patrick was talking to Patterson and I, I was sitting right there right next to Pat and <laughs> um and it was it was just one of those things he 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 said all right you're gonna get drafted so here it is so give me a call when you like give me a call when you want tickets and I I kind of chimed in and said hey what about you what about you boy. <laughs> And he he rattled it. He rattled it off again. And I was, okay, got it. Thank you.
0: Have you ever texted him?
1: I have not. I, I contemplated it when he got in all that trouble with in uh, the bathroom stall. I contemplated yeah. it. What, like, what were you thinking?
0: <laughs> Let me tell you my creepy moment. I, I actually have a, a combined creepy moment. Okay, the first all one right. was I had I have Tim Couch on the show, and when you call the show on my little board, your phone number comes up. So. I have Tim Couch's phone number. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. When you guys play in the National Championship game, I leave Brook early, I fly down to New Orleans by myself. They win the game. I'm partying on Bourbon Chute with Kentucky fans. And I see, a, you know, there's this really, really, really gorgeous girl with a Tim Couch jersey. I'm like, oh, I know Tim Couch. She's like, no, you don't. I'm like, I know him. And he's actually in my phone. So I'm calling him. I'm texting him. I'm like, Tim, it, it's Mike. Just call me back because there's a legitimate chance this girl might Hang out with me because I know you. He wrote back, dude. This is what he wrote back to me. Dude, I have no idea who you are. Leave, my, leave me alone. Don't ever text me ever again. Right in front of me. Because I, I get a text back. Like, <laughs> I take my phone out. I show the girl. She's like, and I didn't read it. I'm like, oh. completely destroyed me. And the second one is, I, I saw you toy You're a baseball fan, aren't you?
1: Huge baseball fan, yeah.
0: Okay, okay. So uh, one of my closest friends was a roommate, Mike Moustakis. So... Michael Mustakis has been on the show before, and Scott Boris is his agent. So we're out one night, and uh, Boris actually texted him. So I took the phone, I steal Boris' phone number from his phone, and I texted him a few times, but he's never written back. And it's his personal number. So every time I go out, I try to throw him a text, but he he never writes back. Now, any (laughs) memorabilia from your playing days, do you keep any memorabilia? Did I? Yeah, anything special to you, like any memorabilia?
1: Uh, I mean, there's. Uh, they give you all your jerseys at the end of the year, at, at the end of your time there. Like, I, I've got, I've got two or three downstairs in, in my house right now.
0: Now, a few other things before I let you go. Joined by the great John Hood, you have to answer this, and I'm not going to limit you to one. You know, you can say two people, because I know people always ask you this: the best player you ever played with. You can give me two. Give me two of the best players within uh, college. the
1: best player, the best, best player played with in college yes uh best player I ever played with in college
0: i mean
1: gotta be john gotta be john or demarcus
0: i think demarcus is so incredible i i think i'm glad he's I, I think he can be one of the top five players in the league he's so special it's not even funny i just I want him to well, want he's, it he's got
1: so much. he's got so much talent, but he's on such a
0: terrible
1: team. I mean, they, and they oh, have they no hope of ever being good.
0: There was rumors that he wanted to be traded, and I was praying for him to be traded just to get to a, an above-average team just to show his talent because he's beating he's, – it's like having the Mona Lisa in your basement out there in, in Sacramento. It really is. It's horrible. Yeah. And they're now,
1: they're they're so bad and Vladi Divak is not walking through that door. They are not getting better anytime yeah. soon.
0: Right now, I'm gonna give you a few questions. Your biggest regret? My biggest
1: regret? Um,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, I see, I don't I don't regret coming here. I don't regret I mean I I don't regret putting the amount of work in that I put in. Um <laughs> Only re- i only uh, – that's a tough one. I don't know. I, I don't really have any at, at, through my college career. I guess my my regret would be driving in the lane and not pulling up for a three when I tore my ACL.
0: <laughs> okay, you, you do Cameron Mills' show. Like I said, he was my favorite play growing up. And we yeah, both did and when, show. You were,
1: when you were on, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I was driving home. I was driving home, and I was home that weekend. Because I remember calling into to Mr. Gabriel's show when you were on. So that, yes, that's you the called way, the that's Friday called. night.
0: Yes, I remember when you called I was a little excited when you were calling in because I'm a fan of yours. I'm like, this is great, but he only kept you on for a couple of minutes and then he got rid of you. Yeah. Now, how did you become close with Cameron?
1: Um, After the year, I mean, of course, you know, the NCAA doesn't allow us to get paid or anything at all. But um, after the year, I was approached by somebody who, I mean, who had like this "School is Cool" tour going, and, it, mm-hmm. and Jared Polson and myself were both uh, were both approached by the same guy, and I got to go into the schools with Cameron, and Cameron would ask me questions and and just basically talk in an assembly, in assembly style to, I mean, middle schoolers and elementary school kids, and I mean, we just kind of got. That, that's how. That's how it kind of started up.
0: Now he's my favorite player growing up. Can you tell me, please, either an embarrassing one or a really good Cameron Mills story? Do you have any good ones?
1: Oh, Cameron! Next time you have him on, Cameron Mills has the best. Of course, Cameron is not a high flyer at all.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And. That's just uh, he's not a high flyer he, he didn't put many dunk, dunks down, and one of the things that that I learned in, during the school's cool tour is that he has a story about when he dunked on Jeff Shepard, and Jeff was a high flyer yeah and just to hear Cameron tell it is the best story I've ever heard in my entire life, just because. He goes down into detail. Now this goal down here that Jeff was that Jeff was going to was ten foot, but the one that I went to was nine ten. <laughs> say it was two inches low, and he just the way he says it, I, I cannot do it justice. I'm not even going to try. But the next time you have Cameron on, you need to get him to tell you about the time he dunked on Jeff Shepherd in a pickup game.
0: <laughs> I'm being joined with by John. John, this exceeded expectations, you know. Like, and Cameron said this when when I had him on the show. Like, it becomes more of just a phone conversation because I can just talk Kentucky basketball forever. But I still have a few more questions for you, and let me know if you guys hear the same rumors up here. The rumors up here. Now, New York is a huge Knicks town. It's a professional sports town, and the only time New Yorkers truly care about college basketball is during March Madness. They do their little brackets, and all of a sudden they all they all become experts. The huge rumor up here, it's been going on for a little while now, that if Kentucky does win a championship this year, and the Cavs don't win a championship this year, like Cal gets his second title for Kentucky, the Cavs don't get one, that he leaves to go coach LeBron. Has that rumor even surfaced down there? Or, and do you any validity I to it at all? That,
1: that, rumor, that rumor's been around forever, that he wants to coach LeBron because they're so close. Um... <clears throat> Coach I don't think Coach Kyle will ever go back to the to the pros just because he can't I mean yell and scream and try yeah. to yeah. embarrass players like he does. <laughs> and he he he's in a college style. He's a college style coach and that's what works for him, so I don't think he'll ever go back. Um those have kind of been squashed down here.
0: Okay. Do you see him this is what I hope for him, and this is me being a little bit selfish as a Kentucky fan, but I want him to build that legacy the way that Coach K had it, the way the, we'll compare him to Wooden. These guys don't leave, and he stays there for 20 and 30 years. They build a statue for him. He becomes a god down there. Do you see him not leaving Kentucky and just staying here for the long haul? Uh,
1: the way Coach Cal coaches, and he'll say it too, it, it really takes a toll on him. I mean, he's had a couple knee hurt, or a couple hip replacements uh, it doesn't work out as much as he used to, like on game days. It's just one of those things. He, he, you, you hate to see a coach. I mean, coaching does it. College coaching, it makes you age. It's what it does, and and you hate to see it, especially for coach. But that's what it does. Uh, I don't. I don't no. think that he'll he'll stay and coach the rest of his life here. I, I don't. I. It's just one of those. I don't know. Yeah, that, that's
0: a tough one. All right, I have three more questions. You've been on the phone me for 35 minutes. And I appreciate that. Right now, what is your most likely? I'm going to say the championship, but what is your favorite moment moment ever at Kentucky as a ball player?
1: Uh, besides the championship, probably oh, probably the freshman like my freshman year. In the summers that night, the summers at night, my freshman year were were. I mean, that's when the pickup games were held. That's when. Um, all that stuff, uh, pickup games, extra work with John, Demarcus, and those guys. It's just, it was a great, great time, great summer, and that's just when people, when players get better. Number one, and when uh, which team?
0: Oh, I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go,
1: no, no, it's it's it. it, it, it that, that, that's all.
0: Which team? Out of all the teams you were on, because you were on some great ones, which team do you feel that should have won that? Which team do you feel should have won the title? Not the team that got the closest. Which team do you think was the best team that didn't win my, the title? My first,
1: first my first year with John
0: and DeMarcus and those guys. But Bledsoe and Orton, yeah, see, I, I agree with that, too. I, I totally agree. You guys knocked out in the Elite Eight that year, right? Yeah, I've been, uh, oh, were we where were we in Syracuse, yeah. Okay, now, when the tournament gets closer, I, I want to have you and Cameron all together, so you'll come back after that. Now. Last two questions. Which college team do you dislike the most? Oh, do I dislike the most? Yeah, well, I won't use the word hate, but which team do you dislike the most? Oh, I'm gonna
1: say. I mean, it's not. It's not Louisville. It's not Duke. Like everybody. Like everybody. All the UK fans think. I'd probably say Arkansas.
0: Now, why? Okay, they, they beat you twice. Why would it be that? just, the guys on their team, Just I just can't stand them. Can't stand, stand
1: Michael Qualls, can't stand McFadden, Rashad oh. McFadden. Uh, Coach Anderson is just, uh, I won't use that word on on your show, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's that's not good. So today,
0: Listen, the last it, thing it, it just, just, I want to say is it's just a battle. I'm day. listening to Joe. Now, Judging by your Twitter page, I you're an anti-cardinals fan and you're a red fan, correct? Yes. Okay, so listen, here's I, I've been giving it to Cameron a little bit because he does a legit, real, real radio show. So what I do sometimes, yeah. if I find a player that I just want to interview really bad, I go through any lengths to get him. I uh, Rick Meyer from Notre Dame. I wrote letters to his wine company just to get him on the show. So I secured a Cincinnati Red, and I when I mean harassed him to the point where he actually texted me and said, this is what he wrote to me, please stop texting me. Here's my agent. I spoke to his agent, and because you're my love of Kentucky, which shows I have love for you, next week or the week after, I'm going to interview Pete Rose, and I'd be honored if you want to come on and talk to Pete Rose, because he's going to give me 20 minutes if I promise never to contact him again. So being a die-hard Red fan, you can come on and talk to P. Rose. Have you ever met him? I,
1: I have not. I have not
0: met Mr. Rose. So when I interview him, cause I, John, I harassed him to the point where he texted me, and he's like, give my agent's phone number, leave me alone. And the agent's like, give us two weeks. We'll set him up for 20 minutes or half an hour. And I was on your Twitter page today, and I realized how much you love the Reds. So you can do the show with me as I interview P. Rose. Sound good? Sounds great. You let me know when. John, listen. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I'll be in touch and I had just an absolute blast talking to you, man. Thank you. I had a lot of
1: fun talking to you too, Mike.
0: Yeah, I'll talk to you soon, brother. See yeah. ya. The great John Hood. I, I got to explain to everyone listening. Whenever I do a show, I make like a few notes. Before the show, I write a few notes about maybe a, a stat or a fact that I want to say, but I'll never read off like a list because I just don't want to you know, stutter or sound like it's being rehearsed. When the show starts, this is like, I get, you know, I hear from people I interview afterwards. Like I just had Todd Maranovic done, um, the Oakland Raider on ESPN 30 for 30. And he's like, oh, it was my favorite interview I've ever done because it was just like two guys kicking it. Every show turns into just storytelling and I have to, the people I interview love it. And hopefully the people listening like it. As long as Jonathan Altamirano likes it, I'm happy my thing is, I have to go on more of an interview basis. It just goes into phone conversation. So, hope everybody enjoyed. Hope they will get some more Kentucky players on soon. 28-0. The pursuit for perfection. Last comment is and this is going to sound silly, I'm getting nervous now with Kentucky. They're so good and I just, I don't want them to break my heart. I love them so much. I just don't want to get my heart broken by them. Listen, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, I know a lot of people called in, but I didn't want to just barrage John with a, a ton of phone calls. So, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, we're doing another show soon. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Sappho. and hope to hear from very soon. Have a good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs>